You're listening to Mind Your Business with Nicolette Wilson-Clark on Ones of Radio, Master Coach to Women Entrepreneurs. everybody it's Nicolette it's Friday and it's mind your business time it's another week of just pure inspiration and getting to know yourself a little more getting tools that are going to really nourish you so that you can be the best you can be and shine the best you can be and remember we're in our third week of the power of saying no so sit tight Get yourself a cup of tea or whatever your beverage of choice is. And when we come back, I'm going to be talking with a delightful Danny Lou Carr. And we're going to talk all about the power of saying no. So don't go anywhere. Welcome back. This is Nicolette. Mind your business. It's Friday and we're talking all about the power of saying no. Thank you for joining me. And just to remind you, if you haven't been able to listen to previous shows, please do go to Mixcloud, tap in Embodied Entrepreneur. And it's all there, all my past shows since this show began in March this year. You can also go to my website, embodiedentrepreneur.co.uk, where you can catch a little preview because most of us are very time starved and we're like, we've got to go through the whole show to know what it's about. What? No, you don't need to. Just go to the home page and there'll be a little preview of each show. Then you can say, yeah, I want to know more about that and go to the show page. So thank you for joining me today. It's week three of The Power of Saying No, and I am Nicolette Wilson-Clark, Master Coach to Women Entrepreneurs. And we're going to continue this amazing theme. I've got a really good show, I have to say, an amazing show, because joining me in the studio today, I've got Dani Lucar. She's a personal impact and communications Uh, sorry, personal impact communications and creativity specialist who provides speaking engagements, seminars, workshops and consulting all around the world. Please say hello to Danny. Hello. Hello. (laughs) How are you, my darling? I'm very good. Very good. And thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure. I'm so glad you were able to be here. Um, Danny is also a published writer. And in 2012, she wrote the well-received book, Brilliant Assertiveness, where she deals with what it means to be assertive, why people struggle with it, and how to implement it into your day-to-day world. Now, Danny believes that saying no and holding your boundaries are two of the most essential skills anyone, especially women, need to master in order to take charge of their lives. And we're going to be really digging into that and getting your perspective of if there is a woman entrepreneur listening to this show who would really like to just pluck up the courage to do something that's going to shift her further forwards in her world, how could she do that? We're going to be asking those types of questions and you'll be offering your insight, Danny. Thank you. So in last week's show, I explored saying no powerfully without jeopardizing relationships. And I'd like to take a minute just to recap and finish talking about this and then get some thoughts from Danny too. 
So I talked about three steps to strengthening your ability to say no without jeopardizing your relationships. And the first one is to replace an automatic no with, I'll think about it, which is going to give yourself time to consider how the request can actually serve you. And I suggested the importance of communicating a response time and honoring it without fail. And that's especially if the answer is going to be no. Now, sandwiching your response was the second step, which was seeing your communications a bit like a custard cream. Yeah, I did say that, a custard cream biscuit. Do you remember those? Cup of tea, custard cream. I was trying to Britishize an American tool called the Oreo cookie communication tool. And that's by Judith Sills. PhD. And she's a media psychologist who has written a book called Excess Baggage, Getting Out of Your Own Way. That's why I had the custard cream analogy. And to remind you, it's where you begin your no communication with an authentic acknowledgement of the other person's contribution to the request at hand. So for example, imagine uh, you might say something like, well, the work that you do for whatever it is, is so admirable and I love the work you're doing. So that's your top biscuit layer. Before you even go in with the fact that you're not able to do it, you're acknowledging that person and really allowing them to see that you respect what they do. And then you add the filling, stating why on this occasion your answer is going to be no. Could be something like, on this occasion, I'd like to gracefully decline your offer or your opportunity because it no longer aligns with what I'm doing. Or maybe it's something like because my schedule is just chock-a-block. Or perhaps it's because, unfortunately, I'm not available. I'm out of the country. Whatever that reason is, you're putting that little bit in the middle there. And it, it needs to be a true reason. I'm not talking about telling lies here. I'm talking about the actual reason that you're not able to do it. Um, be mindful as you share your reason, especially if it's based on the simple fact that you just don't want to do it. Because I was saying last week with my guests that we don't always need to give a reason. You know, if you don't want to do something, you don't want to do it. And the fact that you don't want to do it is good enough because you're comfortable with that. But because we were talking about relationships, I was reminded that actually in that instance, it would be quite useful to let the person know that you do value what they're doing and the relationship that you have with them. So finding a reason, giving them a reason, could actually help them to understand why you're not able to do what you're doing, therefore saving the relationship. So be mindful, especially if you're just like, I just don't want to do it. We're talking about maintaining those relationships, so we always want the other person to feel valued and feel recognized. And so now it's time to sandwich our custard cream. And you want to sandwich your response with the other biscuit layer. And that's going to be appreciation. So something like, you've already said to them, I'm really sorry I can't do it, I'm out of the country. And then you sandwich it with something like, well, thank you so much for thinking of me, I really appreciate it. And it might be that you even add, please don't hesitate to ask me again in case things change, in case I'm back in the country, in case I'm free. So they know that no doesn't mean forever. It just means in this instance, for now, yeah? So this is your custard cream communication tool and creating it can be a really smooth and gracious way to decline requests with respect for the other person, the other people, yet honoring yourself. 
And it can, be, it can be practiced away from situations on your own, so actually not live in the moment. You can practice it just on your own, or with those you trust in preparation for those more challenging times. And then that third step that I talked about is strengthening your ability without jeopardizing your relationships. It's about your emotional tsunami, <laughs> this emotional energy that sometimes whirls up inside us that we, if we're not aware of it, we can actually lose control because a fine line. Um, and we're not talking about disconnecting from your emotion. We're talking about being really connected with it so that you see that journey as it comes. And just before you go over that demarcation that says, uh-oh, you just catch it and pull it back so that you're not having to leave the room. You're not having to take that massive long moment away. You're able to take a deep breath and just deal with the situation. So that time where you feel completely cut up inside that you need to say no, you're upset about that, but you still need to say no. Um, but you realize that a professional and calm exterior is what's needed for positive resolution. So we're talking about awareness here. And in this situation, it's important to remind yourself of your mission, of your vision, of your intention. So you can really stay directional and stay on track. And let that be your guide so that your communication is with conviction, it's with clarity and it's with confidence, all the C's. So again, if you missed last week's show, I invite you to go to Mixcloud, Embodied Entrepreneur, and get more details on those things that I've recapped off. And I wanna finish this wonderful thing about strengthening your relationships without jeopardizing, sorry, strengthening your ability to say no without jeopardizing your relationships with just one more final step. Uh, to complete it. And that is something that I am a real advocate of, and I really uh, believe that it is a, a very strong and powerful step, which is practice, practice, and practice. In, in order to do anything, you need to hone your skill. And this is one lesson, I think, for us all to think about. And just on a side, I'm presently working with a, a music and creative director. His name's Byron Gold, and he leads a very talented a cappella vocal group called the Gold Vocal Collective. They were actually runners up on the Sky One Ultimate a cappella television show. Now, I mention this because he's in a position where he's leading people and where he constantly has to be practicing all the time and as I attend rehearsals and as I coach Byron there's one thing that stands out a mile in respect to the, the collective's mindset they truly appreciate the power of practice 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 and when I was there I was just reminded of how amazing they end up being because they have practiced, because I've seen their videos, I've seen them on stage. But when they're in that moment where they've all just come from work and they're tired and they're in their trainers and you know, the makeup's a bit wishy and whatever it is, and all they really wanna do is have a cup of tea and sit on the sofa. And they come into this space as a family and they know that in order to be great for that one show performance or that one video television appearance, whatever it is, they gotta practice, practice, practice. And they're not as fine-tuned as they are because they jump out of bed and get straight onto that stage. They're that good because they rehearse, they rehearse, and they rehearse. So coming back to this fourth reason, this fourth step 
to be able to maintain your relationships and say no. If you want to create change in your belief of finding it hard to say no, if you want to make that an easier process, then you must take action. And then you must repeat. And then you must repeat. And this is where you hone your skill. It could be something like, I am powerful when I say no. Just a simple repetition daily that you say in the morning to yourself as you get out of bed and in the bathroom brushing your teeth. Just until it overrides the present limiting belief, until your body starts to think, shoot, I am powerful when I say no. And you visualize yourself maybe as another example where maybe you're back in a situation where you didn't say no and you wished you had. You know, so that's kind of marred with regret and feelings of, oh, I should have acted differently. So what if you visualize that situation and you see yourself saying no powerfully and you repeat that visualization and you repeat it until it really becomes like, shoot, I actually said no at that time. And that past memory is a distant memory. And when that situation arises again, I will say no with power. Or perhaps it's you practice with non-judgmental friends who understand your journey. Or maybe even with a coach who can professionally support your stumbles and assist you in building your confidence along the way. Or it might be that you do the ultimate courageous yet rewarding exercise of just saying no. Just saying no in the moment when you mean it at every given opportunity. So those are the four ways that you can powerfully put into practice this way of maintaining relationships, whether it's with work, as a woman entrepreneur, maybe it's in your personal life, with friends and family and your partner. And you can actually feel good about yourself and who you are. And I want to ask Danny what thoughts she's got about that and anything else she wants to add to it. I, um, I love how you mentioned all the C's, including the custard cream, which is also C's. Of course it is. Uh, (laughs) And there's obviously, there's so much you can say about this. Self-compassion, huge, because it does take practice to say no. You're not always gonna get it, sometimes you will. But even when you don't, even if you walk away from a situation saying, oh, I said yes again, or "Mm, I wish I dealt with that differently, that's still a shift, you know, that's still a shift in awareness and it's a shift of old patterns. we're talking about, you know, stepping up, taking your space, saying no, taking yourself more seriously. And all of that has to be a work in progress. Yeah. So, you know, celebrate your wins and, and self-compassion. I do really strongly believe in courage, mm. especially for women. Yeah, I think so too. Especially women entrepreneurs. Yeah. Because all of us at times wobble inside all of, of us course we do. oh can I do this can yeah. I say this who do I think I am mm. and to hold your nerve in order to be the fullest version of yourself with the boundaries and the saying no is huge it is and it, it often it's not actually about the wobbling the wobbling will happen because we're human we've got minds exactly it's about how we come back from it how we deal with it in the moment isn't yeah, it absolutely and you know we are we are human we're not robots so people expect human wobbles all the time. They do. However, I think that there might be an individual who thinks that they're above that for whatever reason. And that's their own coping strategy and their own belief and their own journey that they're either choosing to address or not. Exactly. Um, But if that 
becomes a part of your world, then it can impact on you. Exactly. I have a metaphor for this, which I talk about in my book, which is, you know, if someone comes over to you with a big, heavy rucksack full of bricks, or I think I use tins of beans in the book, you know, and they say, carry that, you'd go carry it yourself. Yeah. And yet with other people's emotional stuff and other people's issues, we are, and particularly women, not exclusively, but often, we pick it up because we want to help or we want to alleviate their suffering, but we forget about ourselves in that. We do. And so... I take from that that we can pick it up if we, if we feel that they really do need our support, but not in spite of us. Exactly. Or we could pick some of it up. Yeah, we could share the load. Share the load. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> so we're just going to go for a quick music break and we're going to come right back and dive into this week's topic within the power of saying no, which is about how can women entrepreneurs create boundaries and develop assertiveness to say no? Don't go anywhere. That was It's Gonna Be Me with NSYNC. And you know, at the end of that track, I thought, that reminds me of Britney Spears. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be me. I thought it's like a Britney Spears song. Anyway, I digress. Welcome back. Mind Your Business with Nicolette on uh, Wandsworth Radio. And I've got uh, Danny in the studio, Danny Lucar. She is just an amazing woman who is here talking all about assertiveness and the power of saying no and how we can really do that. So I want to come back to you, um, Danny, and, and just ask you this question, which is literally, how does a, a woman really find that courage and assertiveness? It's a big question, actually. Yeah. Um, but if there's a way of narrowing it down within the time we've got to open up the dialogue, how does she do that to be able to say no? Permissions. 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 Okay. Internal permissions. It, it could be really easy to go hugely political and, and go into big social commentary here, okay. um, which I won't. But what I will say is that often women dial back to allow for other people to come in. They don't hold their space. And when I say hold their space, I mean physically. Yeah. I mean mentally. Giving yourself, and you alluded to it before when you were talking about the, the three C's and the custard cream, which I totally love. Yeah. <laughs> which is, you know giving yourself the the time to think about it giving yourself the time to say the right thing the right thing to the right person to the right degree at the right time it's hard to do that so taking your mental space in order to do that is really important and also your verbal space tell me about the verbal space verbal space women shrink their voices a lot where does that come from it's a very good question it's, you know, I, I want to throw in a, a Sarah Silverman quote here, which I absolutely love, which we could probably bounce from, which is, don't tell girls they can't be anything they want when they grow up, because it would never have occurred to them that they couldn't. Ah, that's the comedian. That's the comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, I love that quote, because I think it's true. And I think we are still in a landscape where the narrative is, well, you could do anything you want. We don't say that to boys. Mm, as if they couldn't as if they couldn't or it's going to be harder for them so that's already layered in that whole thing of you know shush up is said more to girls right so this whole concept of being able to take your space and not and not shrink and also we have the body stuff you know shrink and be small it all plays into us not speaking and owning our full voice sure in fact a great woman who speaks a lot about this is naomi wolf who worked for Obama. Okay. She, she's written several books on it. She talks about how women shrink their voices mm. and how we uh, often will 
come up with something called vocal fry, where we disappear at the end of our sentences. Apologetically fading out. Exactly. <laughs> Is that all right? Question Asking mark. for permission, yeah. Or apologising. I'm sorry, but do you mind if... So with that vocal space, of course, comes minding our language. Yeah, yeah. Practice, practice. practice. I think that, I believe that. Yes. Which I'm going to be honest, I sometimes still do. It's a work in progress. I think it is. And the thing is, I think, because we go through... If we're the type of individual who enjoys challenges, mm. even though when we come to challenges, we wobble a bit, yeah. we will always be looking for a challenge. Yeah. And if we're putting that out as an energy, a challenge will usually come to us as well. Yeah. So I think the, the fact that you were saying and being so beautifully authentic and saying, actually, you know, I, I still have a wobble, uh, that's, that's great. And I think it's, it's, if you're not living in a bit of fear then you're not really living because otherwise you're complacent and yeah. everything is the same yeah. and you're not moving forwards in any way and developing. Yeah. So I think what you've said is, 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 uh, is a representation of the fact that you are daily living in a, a world that challenges you because you have these wobbles every so often. Endlessly. And where there's courage, there's challenge, right? Yes. Because you're endlessly kind of stepping out of that comfort zone or, or pushing the boundaries, even if it's just a tiny bit. Yeah. And with that comes new stuff. Right. New so level, new devil. Most definitely. So we're talking about boundaries now. Mm. So what are boundaries, Danny? I always visualise boundaries. Tell me, share. I always... This is going to sound... Maybe a little bit crazy. I always visualise a hula hoop. Okay. So a hula hoop on the floor around you. Is that a hula hoop as in the uh, crisp or as in the one you put around your waist? As in the one you put around your waist. Okay. I don't think I'd fit into a crisp hula hoop. <laughs> I don't think anybody would. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone would. Anybody real anyway. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's having that boundary around you, which is I, I say or I decide who comes close. I decide who stays further away. And it doesn't have to be in an aggressive way mm. and it doesn't have to be in an overt way. But you have to be clear for yourself who you let into that and who you don't and why. It's not a rite of passage for someone to just come in and penetrate that boundary or step into that boundary if you're not OK with that. Right. So this is about you actually stating it first before there can be an understanding of whether someone has crossed over. Exactly. We've got to go for a break. Welcome back, Mind Your Business with Nicolette. I've got Danny Lucar in the seat and we're talking all about the power of saying no. And we just got on before the break onto boundaries. So let's continue, Danny. We're talking about this hula hoop, which is great analogy. I'm just thinking my waist just going round and round and round. <laughs> so the hula hoop is still and we've created <laughs> this boundary. And what I was saying actually was that you have to create the boundary first to determine where people can or can't go. Yeah, to be clear about what's right for you. Yeah. To be clear about what, what resonates with you, what sits with your values, what conversations are useful to you. And, and obviously it can be two-way, this, this boundary. It's not, a, you know, it's not a one-way system. Of course not. And it's, it's ever-moving depending on who you're dealing with, contextual situations and all of that. But you can't control someone else's boundary, though. So if... if how do you know whether you're stepping into someone else's boundary if they haven't created a boundary and actually they haven't expressed to you that you're in a space that they're just not comfortable with, but they don't realise that 
you're in their space. If you see what I mean, because yeah, I haven't got totally. a boundary to know that. Totally, and it's it's yeah. really common as well okay. for people to not always be aware of boundaries. I mean, quite often I'll bring that concept up to clients or when I'm running workshops or seminars, yeah. and people will say, what's a boundary? What do you mean? Which interesting. is interesting, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's, it's interesting that some people don't have a concept of that. It is probably the reason why it's important to have our own boundary and to know what that is. Right. Once we become aware of our own boundaries, and this is the double win, we start to be able to read where other people are a little more clearly. Okay, right. So even if they don't know where it is, if you're paying attention, which hopefully we are when yes. we're in communication with somebody, then you can usually tell whether that's a bit of physical behavior or it's just a sense that something isn't aligned or something isn't quite right, and then ask them. This is where the courageous conversation comes in. So ask them what? Ask them, is this, do you know, does this sit well with you? Tell me if this works for you. Can you explain to me if this is going to work or if you'd like something different? Right. So it's communication. Totally communication. Which, we often think things, but we don't say them. Yeah. And that may well bring their awareness to the fact that I don't have a boundary. Exactly. Just by opening up the dialogue. Exactly. Or know the answer necessarily, but then at least they can think about it. Sure. So tell me something, Danny. Mm. How can my women entrepreneur listeners, mm. how can they create boundaries and create assertiveness to say no? It really is about listening and connecting with yourself. Right. And it's about being authentic and it's about being congruent. And the congruency piece is, is important because we have feelings and we have thoughts that go at rapid pace. We all have mm. that. Mm. And then we have behaviors. Mm. Now, often, if we have thoughts or feelings, but we give the message of that's fine, mm -hmm. when actually, even if it's just a little bit not fine, mm -hmm. if we've said, oh, that's okay, I don't mind, with a big smile, or yeah, of course, I can fit that into my schedule, when internally you're panicking and thinking, I have no idea when I'm gonna do that, then that's not congruency, that is incongruency. Right, because the inside is saying one thing and the outside is saying another. Exactly. So create, starting to create boundaries is about being congruent with your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. Okay. Because we can think things, we can think that doesn't work for me, we can feel wrong about something, but people can't see those things. All they see is our behavior. So yeah. unless we communicate it out or show it somehow, it's not their fault that they might not get the message. Okay. So we're gonna explore seven questions that you might ask yourself when challenged to say no. Um, which I'm gonna I'm gonna share. But Stephen Covey, author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, um, also saying powerful lessons in personal change, it's one hell of a long book title, says that you have to decide what your priorities are and have the courage to say no to other things. What do you think about that, Danny? I think it's true. I think it's idealistic sometimes, mm. especially when you're dealing with other people's agendas. And as an entrepreneur, you often are. Yeah. And then it's about having a, a flexible middle ground, what I refer to as a flexible middle ground. So you can say yes, or you can say no. Right. Or you can have something that is in the middle. And that, to me, is where the communication is at its most effective. Right. Might be something like, what I can do for you is, uh, is that little bit, but I'm not able to do the whole thing. Okay, so it's kind of showing willing, isn't it? Showing willing, and it's making an offer but not picking up the whole thing. And actually that's quite a nice place to start if saying no for you is difficult. Yes. Because to go from a yes person to a no person, 
That's really hard. Yeah, it, it is like giving up alcohol. It's like addiction, isn't it? It's completely it, it is. cold turkey. You know? It is. And we've probably been doing it since we were really young. Yes. So years and years and years of that habit. Yes, without it, realising. Exactly. Not always verbally. Exactly. Every single day. Mm. So even if you start, and you talked about this before, starting to do it with people who you feel safer with. Mm. Not changing habits in a high stakes situation, but changing habits where the stakes are low. Yeah. I always say, you know, if you're, if you're going out for dinner or you're ordering a glass of wine at the bar or you're ordering a coffee, you know, do you want, do you want to pastry with that? No. That's quite easy. And it gives you the practice. Yeah. Right? And I, and I heard that lovely realistic thought of, I'm going to say this like I mean it. Exactly. As I'm practicing. Exactly. The pause, the <laughs> yes, power of the pause. Exactly. Which is another brilliant, brilliant tool. And it's really simple to just hold your nerve and pause. It gives you time to think. It creates that boundary for people so that they don't just step in there. Yeah. And often people aren't stepping in there out of malice. It's just that they're in a pattern too, right? But it also gives you a higher status. It also gives you gravitas. Yeah. All of these things are really useful when you're a female entrepreneur. Yeah, I think so too. Um, the, the, the pause allows people to, uh, it's, it's, it's a sense of power really, because they're waiting for your word. Yeah. They're waiting for the response. Yeah. And you're holding that space. You're holding that space and you're holding your space, yeah. which takes, takes us back to my concept of holding space, yeah. which is the biggest, simplest thing that a lot of women could do with doing more yeah good i did a, a confidence workshop for a really wonderful organization called mindshare mm. and um, one of the things that we did which was very simple of holding space physically was your stance yeah what are your thoughts about that i think it's really powerful mm. we often don't hold that you know, if we're in a room of people and people come towards us, we often step back or shrink or cross our legs. I'm sitting cross leg now. You know, we cross our legs. I always remember sitting as a child and people saying, you know, don't sit with your legs apart, you're, you're a lady. Yeah. And you know, I was maybe six. I didn't what, know what, what they were you, talking I was about. Say, what do you know about I was like, lady? oh, okay, you know, it's comfy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. so that's what I mean. We're, we're very quickly trained to conform, conform and accommodate. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you have to go out there and be aggressive and start pushing people away. Open your legs wide. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't. I mean, it's hot at the minute, so yeah. you can if you need to. But <laughs> it is about finding that middle ground again. Yeah. And yes, you can collaborate and cooperate and accommodate so long as it's a conscious choice and it's not just a default that puts you then on the back foot. Gotcha. Okay. So we're not just firefighting. Exactly. Right. So if you're feeling like you're not quite sure whether you can say no to others and yourself, here are six questions I've come up with to assist you in filtering out the noise, in finding clarity, and in remaining focused and confident when saying no. So the first question that I thought of, why am I reluctant to say no? What's that about? Where does that come from? Why do I feel that way? Why am I thinking that way? And that's actually not a question that you just ask yourself in the moment and just get an answer. Yeah. That's more of a reflective question. That's where you're sitting maybe in your mindfulness times, in your quiet times, um, whatever that means to you. Um, and that is something that you can explore with a professional as well to really get to the core of what's going on there. What's the impact on me and my world if I say yes? If I say yes to this, what's actually going to happen? Am I suddenly going to spiral out of control because I'm taking on one too many projects? Or what? 
What do you think about that, Danny? About what's, why would it be good to yeah, say yes? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, what's the impact if you say, we're talking about saying no. Yeah. But if you said yes, what would actually happen yeah. in order for you to understand that actually I need to say no to this? No, I think it's a really useful strategy yeah. because you're thinking of the impact of that. You're thinking ahead. You're not just in the default in the moment reaction. Right. You're in proactive. Okay, so what in my life matters most right now and is critical to resolve? Nice. Yeah, so I think that's quite an immediate thing that brings you back to the present moment, takes you away from past, takes you away from future, and just lets you think, shoot, what do I need to deal with right now to say yes or no? Yeah, and being in the present is actually a really good way of being able to gauge, you know, do I say yes or no? Yes, I think so too. We can get very caught in our head and our to-do list and what we should or shouldn't be doing rather than let's just deal with what is happening right now in an authentic and congruent way. Yeah, how do you get into your present moment, Danny? I notice when I've got head chatter, mm. what I call my cacophony of inner critics, which sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which really can kick off under pressure. Yeah. You know, I say this thing to a lot of my clients around our inner critics are like the, you know, the, the drunken relative at a wedding. You know, they, they get drunk on adrenaline, they get drunk on pressure, and then they start to monologue at us. You know, they rant at us, you're terrible. Oh, what are you doing? They don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. So when I notice that kicking off, and I do hope that is just me. I'm, 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 no, I'm <laughs> laughing because I think it's such a wonderful analogy because it, you, unless you catch it, you don't see it. Exactly. You're just in it, you're, spiraling out. You're in it and your, your inner critics are very demanding of attention. Extremely. They're like your children. You yes. know, they're like, give me your attention. Or your lover. Yeah, yeah, or both. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes <laughs> the, all of it. And being able to notice that that's happening and then put your attention, you know, we have 100% of attention available. We don't have any, any more. We don't have any less. Yeah. To notice that that is hijacking a large percentage of our attention and to simply redirect it out. So I call it kicking myself out of my own head. Oh, okay. And that is through your awareness. That's through my awareness and, and noticing what are they doing? What are they saying? What's actually happening? Not what are my drunken inner critics interpretations of what's happening. Sure. What's which the truth? is linked to all, you know, all our stuff. We're back to, you know, the baggage and the yeah. emotional backpacks. God, which is what the voices are, really. Yeah. It's our past. Exactly. Um, how do you kick yourself out? Is you do something because action is, is very powerful. Yeah, I do a really simple thing, which is I will start to just pay attention to what's in the room or what's in front of me. Okay. You know, purple floor. Yeah. They're wearing pink shoes. Okay. They've got dark hair. What, whatever it is. And and all that does is it tricks my brain into going, ooh, this is interesting out here. Yeah. That's it. Like and you child. can do it in a nanosecond. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And also, you know, I'm not going to give you attention in a critic. I'll talk to you later. Right now I'm busy. Don't give it the power. Don't give it the power. Yeah. Exactly. No. Wonderful. Thank you. Another question you can ask is, will saying yes actually help to resolve whatever it is that's going on yeah sometimes it will sometimes it will yeah and and such a valid point that you just said there we're not talking about not saying yes exactly sometimes saying yes is great if I you know. get the opportunity of a lifetime you are not going to say no completely and we're talking about saying no when you would normally always say yes when you don't want to yeah such a loss of power yeah it is it is it's consciously communicating what you want to communicate, yeah. whatever that is. Exactly. Where do, where do I tend to allocate most of my time? 
I've thought of this question because what we focus on becomes our reality. Mm. And where you're spending your time most, is it serving you during the day? And will saying yes to the request draw you deeper down a rabbit hole or will it allow you to rise above it? You know, with this, you spend loads of your time in the betting shop, let's just say. Women entrepreneur <laughs> in the betting shop. <laughs> and someone's saying, will you put a bet on for me? And you're trying to step away from gambling. <laughs> Question. Yeah. What do I say most of my time in the betting shop? If I say yes to this, is it going to take me down further? Or am I going to be able to rise above and stop gambling? Uh, yeah. yeah. Question to think about. I, I, in addition to that. Yeah, please. You know, how often do we say yes to ourselves? Oh, yeah. Come on. Talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we often don't. Yeah. And especially, again, women, especially entrepreneurs, again, not exclusively, because we have so much to do and we have so much that needs our attention. And that might be, it might be kids, it might be partner, it might be, in my case, I a dog, you know, it's what, you know, where am I putting my attention and where am I saying yes to myself? We often put ourselves bottom of the priority list and mm. it, we cannot be our most effective if we are at the bottom of our priority list. No, and, and I find myself when I'm working with my clients, that is usually the, one of the first things that is necessary to address that becomes identified. Yes. They're not aware of it. Yeah. But then when you actually unpick everything and take the layers away, you realize that often they don't think they're worthy. Don't think they're worthy, that's it, that's it. Or, or people feel guilty. Yes. Oh, I can't spend time with myself, that's selfish. It is, because you've been told it's selfish. Yeah. You don't really think it's selfish. It's not selfish, it's <laughs> self. It's taking care of self, isn't it? So there's a huge lot of reframing and recalibrating to be done, really. There is a lot. Um, <laughs> Doesn't mean we can't do it, but there's a lot to do. No, exactly, and we need to make the first step, really, if you want to make a shift. Mm. So now the question is, who or what do I want to spend my time with doing? So when you know how you'd like to spend your time, it really does help to weed out the time-wasting requests. Mm. And saying no becomes much easier. Yeah, absolutely. That's I love that. I think that's yeah. simple and succinct. It and is. It's dis it. decision-making, isn't it? Yeah. Really easy. Um, and then one more, number seven, is what does saying no look and feel like in this instance? So just thinking about the bigger picture, taking a minute to appreciate the consequences of your answer, it could really assist you in making a no decision, really positively, powerfully, confidently, concisely, mm. and then communicating it. Yeah. What do you think? Nice. Once we start to notice how things feel and how things look, mm. then we can really start to, to address, is this congruent, is this right? Our guts are really powerful, they, we, we know. We do, if we're, especially if we're connected to our gut. Absolutely. Yeah, that's where Absolutely. birth and creation and creativity and, yeah, and, and, and sexual energy, all of those wonderful things. Power. Come power, they come from our gut. Absolutely. Um, so is there anything you want to share that you haven't shared, Danny, about staying powerful in saying no and resisting the urge to say yes because the gremlins kick back in? And you fall back into default through fear. Yeah. I mean, just because something, you know, just because I had say, oh, I feel bad about that. Or, you know, then I might not be liked for saying that. I mean, that's huge. We t I talked about people pleasing in last week's. Yeah. Please go and listen to that, beautiful women entrepreneurs, if you yeah. are a people pleaser. Yeah. And we worry about our reputation. Yeah. Again, particularly as entrepreneurs, we need a good reputation. We want recommendations. We want to do a good job realizing that we can do all of that without having to give everything yes 
And when I say give everything, I mean, you know, do things for free or, or say yes to extra work that we really can't accommodate or do the best job that we are able of do, able to do with to, it. To prove ourselves. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And sometimes, let it, you know, it's okay if some people don't like you. It really is. It's okay. <laughs> like, not everyone is going to like everyone. But they're not. And uh, being totally honest, I, I really don't care. I don't mean that in a horrible way, yeah. but I, I really, it, I'm not here to be liked. Yeah. I'm, I'm here on my own mission to serve. And I will at some point come across people who don't get that service. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. And to let that go is, to is key because it takes so much energy otherwise. And it, that's one of the biggest obstacles to, to saying no. And yeah. actually being, you know what, I'm me and I'm, I'm good with me and the right people will come work with me. Yeah. And the ones that don't align with me, that's cool, that's fine. It really is. Off they go. And when you said I'm all right with me, it it, it reminds me of that wonderful sort of affirmation or just chant, which is I am enough. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And and, and I wanna put that out, give I wanna give that as a gift to anybody who's never heard that, who's listening. In the morning, at night time, when you feel like you're in dire straits, you feel challenged, you feel fearful of who you are and whether you can step up to the task in hand, remind yourself, I am enough. And just notice how that will shift that fear and that bring that confidence in for you to just take one simple action step for you to then build confidence again, to take another step until you're doing whatever it was that you were fearful of. Nice. Anything else that you want to add? Because we are out of time. Can I talk about my, my kick-ass assertiveness? I would love to. Is this your course? That this you're... is my course. So from the beginning of August, yes. I am running, it's the first time I've done it, I'm running a six months to kick-ass assertiveness course via Facebook. Um, so every week, there'll be a 10, 15 minute video of me talking about all sorts of things around assertiveness because it's a huge topic, of yeah. course. Yeah. I'm also going to give room for people to ask me to cover certain things. So, you know, I have, a, I have a program, but there's room for maneuver. Okay. And there'll be worksheets and interaction and discussion groups and people can get in touch with me. So I'm basically going to hold people's hands through six mm. months, a six-month transformation from where they are now to feeling like they really embody this kick-ass assertiveness in all areas of their world. That's six months. Six months. That's amazing because that is a, such a juicy amount of time to really see the change coming from challenge, fear, overcoming, having the little pitfalls, rising up again until it's in your system. Exactly, because it takes time and it I want to support people as they do that. So that's why I've done it for this length of time. So how much does that cost, Danny? It is £15 a month. I've kept it really affordable. Wow, come on, guys. If you're running a business, usually if you're just starting out as a woman entrepreneur in a business, budget is kind of, uh, budget is key. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'd like to think that if you would like to be more assertive in your business with the people around you, even in your personal life, that you might be able to put aside 15 quid. It could be something that you have to sacrifice. It might be the alcohol that you drink, the cigarettes that you smoke, the going out with a friend, whatever it is. Just thinking about what's your priority right now and the bigger picture, how will it impact on you getting to where you want to be. So I think that's a really lovely offer, thank Danny. You. And thank you for bringing it to the table here. I really hope my listeners take advantage oh, of it. Oh, my pleasure. I hope so too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there are show notes to each of my shows, which are at embodiedentrepreneur.co.uk. And so you will be able to get the details of that assertiveness, kick-ass assertiveness course. You'll be able to get the details as in a bit more detail about it. And 
Danny's going to tell you contact details now, but that will also be in the show notes so that you can just go there and just, if you don't have a pen now, and make sure you get in touch with her. So how can people get hold of you, Danny? People can get hold of me via my website. So okay. dannylucar.com, D-A-N-N-I-E-L-U-C-A-R-R.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Twitter. Basically, you can Google me. Yeah, and you I'm so up. easy to stalk. <laughs> Hopefully nobody will. That's <laughs> not an invitation. Don't say it too loud. <laughs> Lucky we're not on the radio. <laughs> okay, so they can contact you there and then find out more about it and just enroll. Yeah. And, and or so Twitter, on. Instagram, Facebook, and also Kick Ass Assertiveness. If you put that in Facebook, it'll pop up. You can get me there. Wonderful. Okay. Once again, thank you for that. So at the end of the show, beautiful women, on, women entrepreneurs, we've got one more week left of The Power of Saying No. So please do join me. I've got an amazing guest as well next week. So please do join me. In the month of August, I'm going to be talking about self-sabotage and whether or not that's something that you live with daily as a woman entrepreneur, whether it's in your personal or your private life, do you get to a certain point that you have negotiated, that you have worked towards, and then you get there and then you find yourself, actually, I don't know how to deal with this, and things start to happen and you find yourself back where you came from and you miss the journey of when you started sliding back. Self-sabotaging, doing things to prevent you from moving forwards for many different reasons. Have you, what, do you, what do you think about self-sabotage? I think it's something that really is important to bring to the table. Mm. We can all do it, and often it's really unconscious. Yes, it, it's, it's, it's insidious. That's the nature mm. of it, unfortunately. So um, I'm going to be unpicking that next month. And if you're listening and you are an expert in self-sabotage, whether that's on the receiving end or the giving end, so if you assist women in coming away from self-sabotage or you actually find yourself doing it yourself and maybe I'm identifying it to you you didn't know that's what it was called then please do get in contact with me because if you're in London it would love it would be wonderful to have you in the studio sharing with other women entrepreneurs so that they can see that whatever is going on that they're experiencing they're not the only one there are other women out there experiencing it and there are ways to overcome it. So please do get in contact with me. You can just go to my website, embodiedentrepreneur.co.uk and all of my details are there. Just to remind you, please share and follow the Mixed Cloud Embodied Entrepreneur podcast because it just helps to support the direction of where I'm going. Uh, I'd love your support. And do listen to the shows and share with other people. So that's it. We're out of time. Thank you so much, Danny. For Thank being you for here. having me. It's been really great and insightful. So see you next week, guys. Have a wonderful week. Can you be open to seeing your own light shine brightly and seeing the possibility of creating the life that you wish to live powerfully? And as corny as it might sound, I just want you to know that I believe in you. 